0: Welcome to the Maintenance Mavericks podcast, where we talk about trends in maintenance, reliability, and asset operations. I'm your host, Ryan. I'm the CEO and founder of Upkeep. And for today's guest, we've got a very, very special one the one, the only <laughs> reliability Sherpa himself, Ramesh Gulati, back here on the show. You know, Ramesh, you've been part of the show for a few episodes, and you know, on the previous episodes, we've kind of done this like community question roundup where we actually yeah. review questions submitted by our members within the maintenance community. Today, for this episode and for future episodes with, with you, I'd love to talk about current events and trends within our industry. So um, before we begin, welcome back again to the
1: show, Ramesh. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. And, you know, I'm looking forward to this, always look forward for this session, this platform to share our knowledge and, you know, help our community people. You know, that's what I'm looking forward to all the time. Me too, me too. I love it, Ramesh.
0: <laughs> so today, you know, I was kind of reading some of the, the articles and, you know, comments that you had put out there. And one of them was centered around operational excellence. Um, you know, obviously like, I'm sure we all hear this almost every single day, like, you know, operational excellence, operational excellence. That's what drives business performance. But I kind of want to take a step back here and ask you, like, what does operational excellence mean to you? Like, there, is this just like this catch-all term for like better manufacturing programs? Is this a specific
1: program that you've seen it? What What is operational excellence to you? really operational excellence, as you said, should improve our performance, not just in one specific area in all the area to me, is you can, it's a little bit confusing also, because people use different people use for different perspective. Okay, they have their own way of thinking, that's what they think. And I was reading the other day, the business dictionary, how it describes operational excellence, you know, if they think I mean, the way they said is a philosophy of workplace where problem-solving, teamwork, leadership, results in continuous improvement within an organization. Now, again, process involves focusing on customer needs, keeping employees positive, empowered, and continuing in making improvement in their workplace. Okay. Now, really think about it. Operation excellence to me, the way I think, is that uh, people are, they are operating assets, whatever. Yes, it's a safe place to work. Equipment are reliable, easy to maintain, and workforce is empowered to do the right things. There is overall environment where everybody's trying to help each other. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, So people feel great. This is a great place to work for. And with a, I call it again, a satisfying experience. You know, that's kind of a thing I'm looking there. Somebody, the place which has all these kind of attributes, that's a operational excellence. Yeah, you know, to me, it's a highest level where continuous improvement is a, you know you do a little bit of continuous continuous improvement came from Kaizen to speak, which is a Japanese term. You know, small improvement, small improvement. So I think to me it's a, a really making a, your whole organization excellent. You know, that to me is operational excellence.
0: I mean, it's such a like broad term too, like yeah. what what really is operational excellence? Like how do you know that you've achieved operational excellence, even though every single organization you hear like, let's strive for operational excellence, mm-hmm. but, but oftentimes like you know, to your point, it gets confused with continuous improvement mm-hmm. because it could be this idea around like progress and just continuing to improve versus like, what is perfection here?
1: To me, it's a getting a continuous improvement or reliability excellence, operational excellence, means these are journey. They don't have end, I mean, you know, here ends. It's continuously making improvement. What's good enough yesterday is not good enough today, okay? We have to make, because we live in a different society now, different environment. We are comparing global, competing with each other you know, I do a lot of training. I go to a lot of different places, different countries, you know, especially Southeast Asia, Middle East, South America, and everybody says, Oh, we want to be like you. I say, really ask them, who's your competitor? They say you mean, North America is their competitor. So they want to beat us to speak, you know, and And we have to do the same thing. We have to get better and better. If we don't, we'll be left behind, you know. So operational excellence is kind of a more continuous improvement you may be doing, looking into a improving quality or improving reliability or reducing, eliminating defects or different small, small thing. But when you are doing the whole thing together, looking that whole company is improving the quality. We are trying to maximize human potential, you know, working with the people, empowering them. In fact, it reminds me back, it was back in the 80s, they were building, they built a new plant in our area, uh, one auto company, and our visiting first time they opened up to the public and we went there. The question was asked to one of the operator on the machine, what he was doing, hey, he said, I have been empowered. I can stop the line when I see there's a defect there. Okay, this was a line operator on the assembly line. He can stop the line and find out what caused that defect. So defect doesn't progress, okay? So they don't produce defective product. It's empowerment. They were looking, he was looking for quality. He was looking for machine malfunctions or those kind of things. That's kind of, to me, you can reach, you're empowering people to do something right all the time. Not one time, all the time. And it's not just one person. Everyone has that kind of responsibility. To achieve that, Again, there was a later on you asked me, I think you remember you have some other question when to stop, so I'm going to stop that here and come back to that one later. You know, when you think you have achieved the operational excellence, you know? That is a, again, is a very interesting question. And when to stop? When you think you have achieved operational excellence? To me, it's a never ending journey. You keep doing, improving, keep improving. There's always, Last thing you can make improvement. Then there is again. Think about theory of constraint. Theory of constraint. Goal book. If you have read it, most of people read goal book. Where hey, there's a one thing you take care of bottleneck. Then there is something else becomes a bottleneck. Then there's something else you take care of that. There's something else. So you keep removing bottlenecks, defects. You know, improving quality, all those kind of things. And that's a never-ending journey. I mean it's so interesting you you kind of talking about it, like
0: going international like you know what is operational excellence what do you, what is the current benchmark and it sounds like the current benchmark is what we're doing here in the states yeah but obviously what we're doing here in the states is is uh is constantly changing just right
1: yeah it's not fixed it's we have to i mean benchmarks are changing 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 like safety back in 70s and 80s the safety benchmark was Osha requirements that so many, you know, injuries per 200, 100 people, 200,000 man hours, you know, it was number was three and four, then two, then came one. Now we are talking less than half. I mean, leading company who has a good safety program, their Osha, uh, this uh, record injury rate should be less than half. It used to be three or four. So every year doing better and better and better. And that's what this, you know, operation excellence is making, doing better.
0: You and I kind of talked about, you know, operational excellence. We talked about like the, the kind of like international standard, at least from, from companies that, that you're, you're talking to. You know, we want to focus on like trends within maintenance and reliability and also like current events. So I'm going to throw this one at you, Ramesh. There's something very topical that's happening right now. It's uh, the end of February right now. And, you know, as of this morning, we heard that, you know, there's some geopolitical, you know, essentially Russia is invading Ukraine. I'm not going to put yeah. that lightly. So I, I kind of want to ask you, like, how would this impact everything from like the supply chain to like how we're manufacturing goods and how we're dealing with this like international trade that we we become so reliant
1: on? Well, again, I think, as I said, we live in a different society environment. We are more dependent on each other. back or last 20, 30 years, we have become more dependent of each other. You know, we are not doing everything. Hey, we'll do this, you do this, you are good at it. And that's, we are working all together. But this kind of incident, and last year we saw, year and a half, you know, COVID did it now this war with Russia invading you know, I you mean, Europe problem you know they may, today I was reading early morning they were saying it is the third war, maybe world war who knows where it's going to go what put it in his mind? We don't know and th- definitely that's going to impact all of us you know our prices are going up go because our supply chain is going to be impacted you know and I think as we time goes, we're gonna learn from this, episodes or whatever happening, hey, how to deal with it. You know, like this COVID, we learned a lot. I mean, to me, I mean, when it came and we started using PPE, you know, putting a mask on, we were putting all kinds of things. I remember 30 years ago, 40, we were trying to implement safety program in our place and telling our guys, hey, put your gloves on, put safety hat on. It was a challenge because they have never done before, but we were safety conscious. It took us a, I mean, almost year education training and understanding why the safety PP is so important. But this COVID made it now everybody's wearing, you know? So I think this kind of learning process, this thing will happen. And I think we have to learn from this and see, adopt how we can adapt to this new environment. You know, yes, supply chain is going to be impacted. You know, but hey, we're going to learn how what happens. You know, we hopefully this won't last much, and we can get back. But if not, hey, we're going to learn something, and we're going to innovate a few other things. You know.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's very interesting. You know, even at the beginning of COVID, I can't believe it's a. Uh you know, been two years already, but
1: years, yeah.
0: yeah, we, we learned a lot um, from this and, you know, we're kind of going through this like next wave of challenges as the entire world is going through now, you know, as you mentioned, a, a potentially catastrophic new, new war. But I, I think what I hear from you, Ramesh is like, there will be learnings out of this, you know, yeah. supply chain is impacted. We have been you know, feeling the effects of it, of the supply chain as a result of like COVID and some things going on, you know, outside of, you know, Russia invading Ukraine. And now this is going to put even more strain on the system. That's right. um, I'm kind of curious, like, you know, how is this, how do you feel like this is going to impact like manufacturing businesses? You know, there's a lot of history to say like, you know, in previous times of war, like manufacturing actually boomed. But they're kind of like these extremely unknown circumstances where we've got like high inflation coming out of COVID, supply chain issues, and now we're coupling this with, you know, with essentially war. Um, it's a very different circumstance then.
1: Well, uh, I think it's going to create a turmoil for a while, for a few months. Let's see how long this drag on. But I think we're going to learn something. We're going to, I mean, we have, I think, in North America, we got, I mean, some other part of the world also, people are thinking how we can get it, learn from this and do something better, you know? I think we're going to learn out of this. Hey, like energy crisis, yeah, energy. I mean, we had a problem with the oil, with the oil pollution, environmental problem, all these. Now we are coming up with a battery, uh, better battery systems we are innovating, and hopefully we'll have more electric car. I mean, it looks like in 10 years from now, 50% 50% or more will be our electric car. So we are learning from this and trying to come innovate ourselves. Same thing in our manufacturing, we're gonna do that. How we can make manufacturing better, you know, some of the material we're gonna find which are easier to use or, you know, is or not, they are not rare or something, and how we can make them better so we can use them to do. I yeah. think this will be a, another opportunity for us to learning. You know, yeah, these challenges are going to happen. That's what we're going to learn it over the years. We were slow. Now this uh, kind of a revolution or whatever we can is evolution is going, and we're going to learn a lot from this. You know, yeah. hopefully, hey, we'll come out good. Yeah, I, I guess time will only only tell, and
0: yeah, I'm sure we're going to reflect back on this podcast and you know, say, you know, we made all of these predictions, and <laughs> you know, 90% of them were wrong, or 100% of them were wrong. <laughs> yeah. but, um, yeah, who knows what what the future has in, in store for us, uh, Ramesh, it's, it's always great chatting with you around you know everything maintenance reliability from the Sherpa himself. It's always good chatting with you and getting your thoughts around you know current events. You know what I'd love to also do with you is you know we always end our shows with a quick fire set of questions to leave our audience with a few extra nuggets of uh, information. So if it's okay with you, I've got like three four questions that I'd love to get your your feedback on, your, your thoughts on in 20 seconds or less. Okay. Uh, you ready to jump into our quick fire set of questions? What's the best advice that a mentor has ever given to you uh, about um, you know, the maintenance reliability industry?
1: Well, keep doing. Keep doing right things. Yeah. Don't stop. Just keep doing right things. And results will be there later on. You know, it may not be right away, but it will come. So it's really
0: focusing on the long-term vision versus the, the sometimes the struggle difficulties in, in the today and right now. What's something that you wish more people knew about you know the maintenance reliability industry? As <laughs> you
1: hey, as I said earlier, it's a, reliability is a long-term journey. Yeah, you don't see the results right away, and that's a problem. A lot of uh, financial people they want quick returns, yes, it won't give you quick return. It takes time to yeah. change the culture of the people, to mindset, how we can, you know, if whatever I'm doing, how I have to look, how I can help the person who use this equipment, how I can help them, you know, so you have to get in their position and see how you can help them. And it's a long term, you have to build it slowly, slowly. Yes, it takes time, you know, but it's okay. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. What about a mistake that you've learned uh, a ton from? A
1: lot of mistakes. A <laughs> lot of mistakes. Again, mistakes, I mean, it's learning. You know, it's not a, yes, sometime I've tried to implement RCM several times. In fact, friend of mine, good friend of mine and industry leader, Max Smith, passed away last this week earlier. He was good friend. He, in fact, there are two RCM gurus, John Mowbray and Max Smith. Max Smith is from York, California, Francisco. I've known him since 1980s. We met him at San Francisco conference. And, you know, it's he and I talked about mentoring each other. He was a good mentor and it's a I mean, to me, you're working with him, you learn a lot, and you do mistake. RCM, first time we did together, failed. Second time we did, failed means we could not get everybody together as a team, okay? So we learned something, hey, I have to educate people. Yes, it failed, but really was, I didn't do my good job of educating people. My boss, my people who are going, you know, how's going to impact them? How's going to make their life better? I was then I changed my strategy. So hey, I have to educate those guys. My boss first, you know. I got him educated. I talked to him. Got him to speak. And as he learned, boy, he became a hey real guy who's going to support me on implementation reliability program. So it takes time. So every mistake we do. It's a learning process, and we mm-hmm. have to learn from that. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. All right, and our our last question. Um, you know, what's uh, what's the biggest takeaway that you hope all of our listeners are going to learn from, and, and take away from today's discussion?
1: I think, to me, educate people, get try to get leadership support, yeah, awareness, create a trust so people can trust you, and empower people talk to them another thing is we don't do good listening to the people yeah we have to listen to people i had a habit of i want to bring my point of view but i didn't want to listen to other and learning that long way took me hey i have to listen i have to keep my mouth shut you know you know you have to listen to my people who aren't talking hey what they're saying is you know so it's kind of a listening to the people trusting them, getting education. As you do that, you're going to get some leadership support accordingly, you know. So,
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Ramesh. Really appreciate you being on, the, on this show with us. Um, can you share with our listeners all the different ways that they can connect with you and follow you on your journey? Well, they can
1: contact me, ramesh.gulati at hotmail or, reliability, or ramesh.gulati at reliabilityx.com either way or I'm also LinkedIn, so, so I don't go, social media gets me, I go once or twice a week, you know? <laughs> so, so but I try to catch up sometimes, so you, they can catch me also on LinkedIn, so.
0: Awesome, thank you again, Ramesh.
1: Thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in today.
0: Tuning into today's episode of the Maintenance Mavericks podcast, I'm your host, Ryan. Um, I'm also the CEO and founder of Upkeep. You can also connect with me. Very, very active on social media. <laughs> on yes. <LinkedIn. laughs> I hope you, uh, you enjoyed today's discussion and today's episode. I look forward to connecting all, with all of you soon. Thank you again, Ramesh. I'll see you on the next one. Thank you, Ryan.